1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 178th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, one person for the potentially very last time, cue dramatic music, Mr. Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD and at the podcast Unemployment Line as of Monday, and (laughs) Miss Ellie Hart, who can be found at Miss Ellie Hart... How are you doing today, you sexy
2: legends? Welcome to THG 2020. Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be at uh, Podcast Centrelink come Monday, applying for yep. um, podcast welfare benefits.
0: Could you yep. imagine yep. that line?
2: Uh, it'd be a who's who. <laughs> yeah, we'd, <laughs> I'll <tell> you what. <laughs> We'd see a lot of familiar faces there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Possibly. Just a bunch of people in line talking about how awesome their podcast was.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one gaming podcast. You know, I got once number
1: one in Nicaragua. What
2: did you do? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, man, cool. Oh my baby. So yeah,
1: it is uh it is with a heavy heart that we uh we sort of welcome Salim the Dream, Abraham here to
2: THG for potentially the last time. Dreamo. Yeah, baby.
1: What's going on, man?
2: Um, well, it's uh been it's been a good break and i hope everyone had a merry holidays or on christmas and uh happy new year as well um uh i knew going into 2020 that i would have to spend a lot of time this year focusing on um really mundane boring real life things i have a degree that i've been doing it feels like forever now and i realized that i would be uh 47 if i finished it at the current rate that i'm going that's like a long long time away so i've decided to really um focus on that focus on on just getting through that and work this year which doesn't lend itself to playing video games and um doing this this wonderful hobby that we've been doing for so long so sort of suck it sucked it up a bit made the decision to step away uh, which i think is the fairest thing i think to you guys and to our listeners as well it's like it's okay if i come on one week and talk about tekken out of every eight if i'm coming on every week talking about tekken because it's kind of all i can really grasp or grab at that point in time um it doesn't really make for entertaining listening new year new pod I'll I'll be I'll be listening and judging both of you and whoever you have on silently in the background and then vocally on Twitter. Um, that's <laughs> I,
1: only on only on Tuesdays because that seems yeah. to be your social media day. <laughs> <laughs> every thing.
2: every fourth Tuesday is my <laughs> yep. my social media day. Yeah, no. So look, it's really it, it is really sad. It is a really sad thing for me to. Um, come to and I just keep reminding myself that it's it's like a really positive thing that the podcast progresses after I'm no longer talking on it. And I think that's actually kind of the coolest thing. I remember when we started this thing many, many moons ago, I thought it would just be successful if people were listening and we ticked that box super early on, which was great. And then I just thought, I wonder how long we'll, we'll keep at this. And will this be something that we all kind of amateur rock bandishly blow up at each other and, and part ways over? And that hasn't happened. And it seems like we all just have a, a love for it still. And I know you two certainly do. And, and it's nice to know that that progresses and continues after today. So thank you. And I'll, I'll say some more of that later. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually really happy in spite of feeling sad. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so, so there's no sort of uh, Tekken podcast-centric uh, sort of theme show that you actually got on the works and you're going to bring it out on a rival network and <laughs> be sort of podcast rivals with us for the foreseeable future. There's none of that in typical sort of dream heel fashion. It is genuine. You are just riding off into the sunset to focus on your studies. Is there a bit of a sort of Dastardly evil villain sort of turn coming.
2: The cogs, the cogs in my brain are now turning to try and work out how I can quickly and efficiently produce a Tekken Seven style competition podcast. So maybe I don't know. Maybe
0: I think this is where we're actually going to find out that like our listeners actually did come just to strictly hear about Sam talking about Tekken. Now he's gone. Our numbers will just gone. No.
1: there has been a lot of chatter a lot of chatter on the socials about people missing you and and missing those tech and hot takes and and devastated now that we're never going to hear about the the NATO dream pokemon challenge tournaments and all these things that you've sort of fired from the hip about over the last few years that you want I don't to recall bring that to the
2: fore. I, I know nasi has been advocating for it I don't recall <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall every, everything I've ever promised but um <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Look, I'll pick up a switch to romp NATO and and school him any day. That's fine, and I'll just send notes for you guys to talk about. You know what I mean? We can work it out. We can work it out.
1: Yeah, maybe periodically you just send us like a a, a dream report or something, and it's sort of like a you know you're a, you're a field reporter sending sending us news from the front it, line. It'll,
2: it'll just be screenshots of every time it says you win and like nato's name in the corner as my opponent yep. things like this you know i can do this
1: <laughs> yeah gotta keep gotta keep that dream alive somehow
2: that's don't we? it gotta keep the spirit yeah going. but um
1: it's 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 gonna be very it's very bittersweet like on the one mm-hmm. hand obviously want everyone we care about to succeed and do well in their their life whether it be hobby oriented work related love life whatever it might be so You know, we're never gonna turn around and try and hold you back from from finishing that degree because as you said, there's a chance you could be forty-seven by the time it's all said and done. So there's um, a chance you're gonna be forty seven. There is a there is
2: a like I I joke, but there's a legit concern I have that that at my current pace and attention that I will be forty-seven by the time this fucking thing is done and paid for like seventeen degrees. Over in terms of how much money I'm 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 gonna have to burn just to get through to that. Sorry, anyway, interrupted you. Yeah, but um, it's
1: it's still pretty crazy to think back to um, sort of 2016 when we kicked this thing off in the, the humble beginnings of a of a sweat box in uh, the you know the inner, inner west of Sydney at Reese Kirby's place uh, mm. in the spare bedroom, uh, way back when, and then obviously evolved into my then office building to the uh spare bedroom of of my place and now obviously we've taken it worldwide and and kicking it here on the internet so yeah it's you're not you're not a you're not a replaceable type of guy those those hot takes and that passion and that fire (laughs) and that uh justified most of the time hatred towards (laughs) towards streamers and twitch (laughs) is going to be sorely missed um i don't know where we're going to get that kind of uh kind of passion regarding those types of topics from um you know miss ali hart and i'll do our best to to bring that same energy and gusto to uh any any news headline regarding twitch in the foreseeable future but um yeah man it's it's been a it's been a hell of a journey <laughs> as as you said like who would have thought we'd still be here 178 episodes later uh kicking it on and, and having Having a fantastic listener base and fan base, and and friends yeah. that we've made out of this, and and friendships that I think have probably been improved and evolved upon through this process as well, because mm. it's it's come with its fair share of stresses and heartaches and frustrations between all of us, and and sort of trying to juggle everything else as as you're trying to do now. But um, man, you, you're going to be sorely missed, and irreplaceable piece of this podcast and irreplaceable piece of uh the 8-bit but uh it sounds like we're breaking up i don't want it to sort of sound that way let's
2: stop this before it gets too sad i'm crying inside
1: yeah but um but man it's it's been a been a hell of a ride and uh Mm. miss put me out of my misery here
0: Mm. what (laughs) is like make, make the situation like less miserable i'm the one that said that it was like losing my brother so, yeah, you know, yeah. okay, who am I going to bicker with? Like, who am I going to start, like, little bickering, like, fights with?
2: I'll just call you. Hey, we can just, okay. bicker, <laughs> just bicker on the phone privately. <laughs> just,
0: just call up and be like, hey, fuck you, yeah. and then go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: hey, Allie, what are you doing? Oh, just at
1: lunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: would never
1: boy. do that to you, I would
2: never do that to you. Brendan, maybe, but not you, Allie.
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I know I'm in the crosshairs most days, so I'm uh, I'm ready. I'll be waiting by the phone, mate. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I guess um I guess we can shift shift gears because yeah, you'll sort of do a little bit more chatting as we wrap up this episode uh, later in the piece. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess we can talk about things that have been happening over this Christmas break we've had. And and I'd say first and foremost, one of the uh, topics that are worth discussing is the Witcher TV series that uh, landed on Netflix. Uh, sort of near the back end of December there. I know we've all watched it mm-hmm. now.
0: Mm.
1: What do you all think?
2: Who wants to start? i you start. I
0: I actually haven't played a game, read a book. I had no idea. And I fucking loved it. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. It was but- really, really good. Yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked at like how quickly I was like drawn to it. Absolutely love Yennefer. I found her story the most interesting.
1: Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Remember that... that- episode 169 where i uh preached my video game crushiness on Yennefer. now now you see now you understand
0: i guess i get it she still (laughs) has a stupid name though well
2: (laughs) i played the witcher 3 over the break and that particular version of Yennefer, having known brendan for 11 years now i think that is every girl i've ever seen brendan attempt to hook up with between the years of 2008 in 2013, thereabouts, that was like a serious, <laughs> like stereotypical Brendan White lassie for for a while there. Which, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing to say. <laughs> hey, Wanna buddy,
1: say <laughs> <laughs> I
2: have, I have newt. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. right? Yeah, Yen's good. I I, I like it too in the in the show. I'm I'm really happy you liked it, Ali can I ask um, as a person who uh, hadn't explored the game or the books or anything how did mm. you go navigating the time jumps
0: I figured that out pretty quickly I would cool. well not quickly but I, I figured it out maybe like close to like start middle that I'm yeah. like wait a second something is lining up here and then there was like things where people would say something and I'm like But if that's happening in that timeline, like, what's it? So, yeah, I, like, kind of figured it out, like, pretty quickly to, yeah, yeah.
2: It jumps, like, more than 20 years. Like, it jumps Mm. across, I think. Because it goes all the way back to... the story
0: is, like, super old.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's so much in between that they don't cover just yet in this season. Yeah, no, cool. Brendan, what do you think, mate? I was all about
1: it like the the time jumps they were jarring at times but I wasn't like ever lost going hang on who's this character like I mm. sort of could thread this storyline together and know they were jumping back and forth due to yeah two of those three leads in in Yen and and Geralt obviously aging a lot slower in in Yen's case she's potentially you know immortal you could almost say with all the the witchery and things like that so I knew that there would be a pretty sort of long slow burn with sort of uh developing this universe and and sort of playing out some of these threads um i liked that they sort of introduced siri and made her one of those three leads pretty early on because in the books you don't really see much of her until like the tail end of book two uh and book three sort of she becomes more of a focal point so they've planted the seeds early um on an unrelated note, the combat, like the sword play in this is the best I think I've seen in any any TV show, mm. any film. Like I like that it was just heavy, like purposeful blade swings and very deliberate and like it wasn't as, like obviously there was choreography there to make it look mm. the way it did, but it wasn't pretty, you could sort of say when you see some of these other ones and it's like all these little, little jabs <laughs> and like just this, this sort of unnecessary sword play. Like it felt like how combat should be in that era and how it also plays in the game and how how it sort of sounds from some of the you know the Sapkowski literature from way back mm. when but Henry Cavill as Geralt my god he was brilliant in it even down to the grunts and the you know the the gravelly voice and things just like it is in the game yeah
0: i have actually gone from like not even giving a damn who Henry Cavill is or what he does at home to an absolute super fan of his, like pretty quickly within that time space.
2: Miss Ali, yeah, have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout?
0: No, I I've only it. seen one Mission Impossible. It was the first one.
2: There's a, uh, that's a, that's something we need to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just watch, watch, uh, watch all of them, but then watch Fallout, the latest one, um, because he's the. Antagonist in it, and he has an incredible fight scene in the bathroom with Tom Cruise and this. Oh, like,
0: I've heard about this. meme. does he reload yeah. his arms? <laughs> it's
2: the reloading of the yeah, guns. Reloads yeah. his
1: arm, and a beard appears in, in the original trailers. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> That's
0: magic. This guy's great. Yeah. I just like because he's like a he's like absolutely jacked, but he's a big ass nerd. So he's like those two things that everyone says can't go together. So he's like a unicorn.
1: I'd say you'd especially love the fact that when they talk to him about, you know, what platforms he play on and he's just like, you know, PC. PC is the only way said, to go. They said yeah.
0: Xbox or PlayStation and he said PC with a very disgusted look on his face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he is the best. I, I, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I'm surprised it was like as well received as it was just because I did think that it was very like, it's very dense it's a very dense story that they're trying to tell and they have actually um i think done like really well yeah the combat's all i've never seen any hand-to-hand combat that's like as visceral and well done particularly with swords like sword play that well done is just i don't know like Mm.
1: that 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 battle they have at the end the tail end of episode one yeah is where he's fighting through the town oh, oh yeah. my god it's sadly the
2: best magic I think it's the best one as well out of all the battles like I found the Battle of Sodden Hill like not as cool like that you know not as dynamic and and the um the one in the court at um, Sintra was, was good it's just not that that first episode that just was incredible the, the, the they had to leave in the an streets. impact didn't they well, they yeah. Well, he gets that me. nickname, you know. Obviously, that's where you see the butcher Blaviken nickname
1: come from. Yeah. So, uh, I guess they wanted to to get it off on the on the right foot. So, moving forward into that second season, they're saying there's going to be no time jumps. It's just going to be linear from here on out. Yeah. Apparently, there might be a few flashbacks, but it's going to sort of follow the story as it was moving into season two, which got renewed before season one even came out. Which is a nice sort of uh, showing of confidence from Netflix. Uh, so we've got to wait till twenty twenty one, which makes me a little bit sad. But yeah, right. oh, it's good. It's so good. We binged it in a day.
0: Yeah, I kind of hoped in the second season. One thing that I really liked, and I like, because I know everyone does the stupid comparison of like it's better than Game of Thrones kind of thing. But um, the one thing that really stood out was the monsters. I like. I really liked the monsters that he Whoa. like fought, like the cursed,
2: the Kikamore. the sure. <laughs> well, that's the, the first one in one. the castle that's yeah. the first the- one you see but then yeah there's a whole bunch of them in there
0: yeah not the spider one that you first see but the one that's like in the castle and comes out at night
2: yeah the- oh, I-, the- I don't
0: want to say too much in case the person hasn't seen it so but like that particular design like freaky as shit and i liked it I-, I really enjoyed it that they were pretty intense looking monsters and i hope that there's more of that
1: I'd say there'll they'll be more and they'll, like, they look good, but you could see at times the the CGI was cheap occasionally, so I'm hoping off the I back of this think, hype that they'll have a bit more cash.
0: I think where CGI was a bit cheap was sometimes with, like, the eyes. <laughs> that, that was the only thing that I ever got thrown off was when, like, the eyes were involved because I think Yennefer couldn't wear contacts. So she, they had to digitally do her eyes purple. And there was one time where her eye wasn't purple. <laughs> and so I just like got thrown off.
2: There's so many monsters though. Like just play the game or um, uh, read any of the books. Like the, the level of detail they go to in talking about the monsters. And then like the variety. It's not like they just have vampires. They have like very specific mm. kinds of vampires. And they're all very, very different from each. It's like it's really cool. That's probably, I could talk probably all day, We, we could talk all day about this.
0: Yeah, but like I just hope because like, I I know that's a lot to do with the Witcher series and games and everything. I just want more of it next season because I really yeah. enjoyed it.
2: I'm telling you, play the yeah. bloody games. I played the game in anticipation of the uh, look at <laughs> right, Ali's face. Just like I just lost Ali.
1: <laughs> Even just time jump and go to three because number one was a bit of a tough sled. Two was better, but three is perfection. Yeah, so jump to three you'll have a bit of an understanding from things even from the show as far as things they'll reference uh, from the past mm. and yeah you'll have a hell of a time because yeah it's it's one of the
2: best games ever yeah agree agree agree
1: yeah uh, another quick one I think we've all seen um, Star Wars now
2: mm. yeah
1: thumbs up thumbs down what do you what do you graded out of 10?
0: five
2: five a 5. I didn't wow.
0: like it at all.
2: I haven't really pondered um like on it too much. I I did it I I I don't know, Brennan, what did you think? I I I don't know. I'm a bit I'm a bit conflicted. I
1: I I enjoyed it, but it wasn't an amazing film. I guess is the way you could put it. Like it's it's not a 10 out of 10, it's not a 9 out of 10. It's maybe a 7-ish out of 10 for me and that might be
0: Which even... Is now like a 6. He said 7-ish, so now that's a 6.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> even 6 is too high. Like, maybe it's like just on the halfway like point. Like a 5? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the thumbs up, thumbs scale. down metric, you're giving it a thumbs up though, right?
1: Yeah, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Like, from personal enjoyment and some of the set pieces and oh. some of the things that old JJ did were great. Some of them were a little on the nose, but for what he had to try and do to wrap this trilogy up, obviously he he dealt with the first one and and then uh, Ryan jumped in on, on on two and came out with some pretty fantastic and unique ideas. So they had to either wrap that shit up or poo-poo that really quick. Um, but he some, did. Some were handled better than other.
2: Yeah. He, he did poo-poo literally anything that was <laughs> suggested or introduced into, he wound it back. Like, yeah. like even whole characters like that, Finn's love interest, yeah. The
1: the Asian Asian lady, yeah, that got absolutely obliterated on social media, which is disgusting in itself. But yeah, they, they just made her an afterthought. Like spoilers. It's nothing key to the plot. But yeah, she was nothing in, mm. in the third film, which was very sad and upsetting to see.
0: I've never hated a character more than Ray, I'm just gonna say.
2: Ray? Really?
0: Yeah, she annoys the fuck out of me.
2: Why? (laughs) What is it about her?
0: I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like the acting. I don't know if it's how they've just made her as a character, but I just really did not like her. There was like a lot of conflicting things on like when you first met her and what her ideals were and then like towards the end and this, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden those ideas just took a change and then she was outraged for no reason. And I'm just like, this movie I have never eye rolled so much before in my life I've even done like you know that meme where the girl's got a hand up like like what the fuck like kind of thing yeah like, yeah I, I did that I actually physically did that twice in the cinema and I'm sure the guy next <laughs> to me was like having not a good time seeing this girl being like what the fuck like I, I so. think it's
2: yeah and I think it's just the problem. That they created for themselves, Disney oh, yeah. from the outset, like they had no trilogy written. Um, they just had JJ with like a thought about where he wanted to start and where he wanted to end, and then they gave Ryan Johnson full creative control of the second film to do whatever he wanted without really going through many, you know, without going to um, control the story in certain ways so that it's consistent enough like even in tone and theme it's the second is such a huge deviation from from the force awakens that mm. that anything after that that isn't consistent with that is just oh it's just the worst and like that jj jj could have just been like all right i like what you did i'm gonna just work with this somehow but instead yeah. he, he clearly had a thought about where he wanted this to go and he tried setting that up in the force awakens didn't work in the Last Jedi, so he like he retcons everything, any possible thing he can. He retcons it in in um, Rise of Skywalker, and mm. it's it didn't even feel like the ending of a trilogy. Without like spoiling it, it was meant to be. Like, Lucas said it was meant to be a trilogy of trilogies, right? This whole story. And so then you look at this last one. You say, well, this is meant to wrap up the other two. Like, this is meant to be the story that wraps up the Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it wrapped up shit. I feel like I am less interested in all of them now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I I also do feel like, you know... (sighs) Again without like spoiling I-, I feel like there are so many teasers and Easter eggs in the last film that all they're doing is setting up extended universe shit which makes me feel so gross like even yeah. more gross about Disney. Um, I just really yeah I, I started by saying I didn't know how I feel about it. I know exactly how I feel about it. I hate this yeah. film, I hate Disney I hate I kind I kind <laughs> of am getting tired of Star Wars as well now. Like, I don't know what Star Wars is anymore. Star Wars, when I was a kid, was cool lightsaber battles. Then, as a teenager, discovering the older Star Wars, it was this really good family story. And now it's like a fucking merchandise and marketing vehicle. Like, that's all it kind of seems to be.
0: To be fair, the third movie of the original three was like a marketing thing. But, um. Which one? I. Uh, So they always said that the biggest issue was Ewoks were introduced just to be a selling point for kids' toys. Yeah,
2: they were meant to be Wookiees, weren't they? It was meant to be sort of Kashyyyk as a homeworld.
0: It was just everyone more highlights that they were purposely put in there because they knew that they would sell. Kind of like Baby Yoda.
2: But that's fine. Yeah. When you've retained the when you've retained the merchandising rights to a franchise that has blown up like nothing ever before it. <laughs> the
0: smartest thing Lucas did, right? Do whatever
2: you want. Yeah, but this is like um... th- that is that is a conscious decision in in one film. The films now are being created uh specifically with marketing in mind and specifically with like expanded universe building in mind so that they can solidify the future of this franchise as a money making machine. It's not about story. It's not story first. Not by any measure.
0: There was elements there that could have just so worked too that I was kind of on board with. And I just want to preface that I went in I I just I just wanted to at least feel like like I just want to be like, cool. That was it was a good movie. Like there you know, Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's the end. That's what I wanted out of it. But because there was just so many moments where I was just like, are you fucking serious? Really? Like, and then yeah. it's just like there's a lot of moments where, like, if they could have a person in the corner of the screen going, look, reference. Look yeah. over here. <laughs> reference. Yeah. So in the end of it, I was just shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. I really did want to like it. I did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I did too. I-, I do think to be... Um, there though i i do believe that this film and these films are not created with maybe people like me in mind and i do think that they have a really broad audience that have discovered star wars for the first time like be it kids and and things like this and and i think they would probably see this and love it and i think that that's that's great that's spectacular And and I'm all for that. I just yeah, it's it's the identity of it's changed so much. I think in our lifetimes that maybe it's Mm. harder for us to attach to it. Yeah. So and that's sad, but it is what it is. I guess it's Mm. become more sizzle and less substance, really. Like it's it's all about
1: the cool battles and the whether it be lightsaber battles or base spaceship battles and like there was some really cool imagery there was in, in this film. Yeah. Like you and I gushed a little bit here and there, Dreamo, after we watched it regarding some stuff with uh with Kylo and, and Ray in a few scenes, like not going spoilers, but it was it was cool coolly done, but yeah, it's more about you getting getting, as you guys said, getting new eyes on the product and making new fans and, and you see the marketing campaign, like you see Dee Dee, which is this new Uber equivalent, promoting Star Wars now and little kids dressed as Ray and all these kids, all these new toys with lightsabers and Legos and whatever else. Like it's its clear that's that's their focus point as opposed to, to making the next Citizen Kane, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but- But, but yeah, we'll get another trilogy. Yeah. We'll get more.
2: Yeah. I, turning. I have really positive things to say about it. I just, I could only talk about it in a spoiler free context. So I won't I won't yeah. do it here, but I, I yeah, it's, I'm not all poo, 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 but I'm like, you know, 80, 20, poo, 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 poo. poo.
1: I'm um I'm excited if if the rumors are true that Taika Waititi is going to get a Star Wars film though. Oh um, yeah! If he gets some free reign to make some Star Wars, like we saw what he did with Thor Ragnarok, like give me that in a Star Wars universe, and I will be what? there opening day midnight session. Like I love me some Taika. I watched Jojo Rabbit the other day too. Holy fuck, that's yeah. a great film.
2: Cool. I, I saw what he did with the final episode of The Mandalorian, and uh, I wasn't impressed. If I'm being totally honest. No one can. Uh, no one can, uh, No one who's no watched The Mandalorian that. can say that that last episode was a good sign off. It wasn't. Sign off. I sign get off.
0: that. I get that. Yeah. I get that. There was a lot of elements where I was kind of like, eh, eh, yeah, eh. you yeah. know, I was kind of like, eh. but um, probably my favorite intro to the episode. <laughs>
2: we, I know we've been sorry go on just the
0: two guys just chatting just shooting the shit just showing that like these are just two guys that have a job you know <laughs> like yeah i yeah. loved
1: it <laughs> I-, I loved that they just doubled down on on obviously the the ongoing joke about how how troopers are really bad shots yeah. they're <laughs> <judging that thing. laughs> yeah, that i'm like good. it's so meta right now mm-hmm. but um yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I don't want to talk spoilers on the Mandalorian. I like parts of it because it's it's connecting breadcrumbs from other universes, which sort of made me fanboy a little bit, but mm. that's where I'll leave it. But yeah, should we should we shift gears and, and keep moving in through this episode? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so a quick bit of housekeeping. Obviously, 8bitnation.net is your centralized link to get all things 8-bit. They'll have direct access there to the Patreon, to the web store, to the Discord, to the Facebook, to the competitions, you name it, 8bitnation.net. Or if you just want to check 8-bit content as a whole, obviously, 8bit.net is our usual hub. But uh, February 10th, mark that in your calendar because uh, 8-Bit Day is back upon us. Uh, It was the 14th last year, but we thought we'd shift a little bit forward because we've got some exciting plans we want to talk about. We've got some new content. We've got new content creators, new shows, uh, new plans for 2020 and beyond. So February 10th is phase four of the beast that is 8-Bit. So uh, keep that locked in your calendars. February 10th, we're going to have some announcements and some nice reveals and some pretty cool stuff we've been working on uh, on the backbone, that's going to come to the fore uh, February 10th, 2020. Get hyped. So let's move into a bit of news.
2: This week's news headlines.
1: We're going to do uh, pretty much bugger all news today because we've got a couple of fun sort of recaps we thought we'd look at as well. But uh, as far as news headlines, the year is only 19 days in, and we've already been hit by an absolute stack of delays. Uh, Obviously, uh, late last year, we had delays with Doom and The Last of Us announced, but sort of now in 2020, we've had four notable games uh, all been pushed back. The first one, Final Fantasy VII, uh, goes from March 3rd to April 3rd. So only a month, which isn't too bad. Um, It's sort of on brand with what Square's been doing with Final Fantasy the last uh, several years, though. So not surprised. Um, I I guess I think we're all probably in agreement that take time to get the game released the right way from the jump, you know, so take as much time as you need developers because no one likes a rushed patchworked game. That's going to sort of fall well short of expectations. So final <laughs> fantasy seven anthem. Yep. Lest we forget, uh, goes from March 3rd to April 3rd for final fantasy seven remake. Iron man VR goes from February to May 15th, uh, which is a PlayStation VR exclusive. And then, uh, following that Marvel esque theme, Marvel's Avengers moves from May fifteenth to September fourth, and the last one, the biggest one, at least in in my opinion, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven goes from April sixteenth to September seventeenth. Uh, so that is a, a hefty jump there. You know, we're going to be bumping down five months uh, to wait for some of that Keanu Reeves Cyberpunk goodness. But uh, what do you guys think as far as these delays? Anything that sort of upsets you? Anything that you see a positive out of this? Give it to me.
0: None of this upsets me. Like, um, none of these majorly on the radar. Cyberpunk being pushed is actually good for me so I can focus my time strictly on Animal Crossing. So, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the back end of March. March 20? Is it March 20? Oh, my God.
0: March, yeah. <laughs> <This is> just...
2: <laughs> even I'm you know even how ludicrous either. that sounds.
0: Huh? <laughs> I'm not even kidding.
2: It's cool, man. It's cool.
0: It's my shit, okay? So, yeah. I'm happy Cyberpunk got pushed.
1: <laughs> what about you, Dreamer? Anything here sort of make you feel good, make you feel bad, make you feel anything? I'll
2: tell you what, mate. I uh, My nuts clench every time I see Square Enix push back a Final Fantasy title. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I I know it's only a month, it's literally 31 days um, that They push it back, but I would not be surprised if this game <laughs> comes out, and much like Final Fantasy 15, halfway through playing it, everyone feels like there's something missing, and they've just tried making a deadline, hopefully that's not the case, 30 days, if you're going to make a delay, 30 days is quite a short one, and I don't know anything. I don't know enough about like dev and publishing to know if that's concerning that they needed thirty more days, just like the, thirty, more just thirty days. days. Like, are they being <laughs> are they being conservative with with whatever they're late on? But yeah, that's the only thing that I thought about. These other ones, the the one the delay from um, Cyberpunk made me wonder if it's actually going to come out this year, or if there'll be a second delay later this year um because of just how big it is and playing the, like again playing the witcher 3 over the break and seeing how big that game is from 2013 i think like just the, the I, I can't even begin to explain how big that game is and just how polished it is i have absolute faith in in cd project red but i i don't know it's hard to fathom how big this game could be Well,
1: well, they're saying that Cyberpunk is going to be smaller in scope than The Witcher 3, but uh, lends itself to more replayability. So, as far as time consumed, it's probably going to be pretty similar to The Witcher 3, which came out 2015, Dreamo. 2015. As an aside, it's Uh, cool to see this uptake of, of, of these games off the back of The Witcher on Netflix, something we probably should have mentioned at the start there. Like... It's it's as popular as it's ever been. This game, like you see, the numbers of concurrent players on Steam, and they're they're hitting they're hitting all time highs. Uh, so it's cool to see that off the back of Netflix, CD Projekt Red are getting some justified props and, and acknowledgement of this fantastic game. Mm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Like Final Fantasy VII remake obviously that month delay is something, but remember this is only sort of the first episode or chapter as well. This isn't the entire game. So this is just a portion of the entire game that's getting pushed back. So uh, yeah, as far as those clenched nuts, Dreamer, I think think you're probably justified in feeling that way. Uh, A lot of people waiting with bated breath. Uh, Marvel Avengers, which is interesting, um, falls into a similar release window as Cyberpunk. But as you said, Miss Hart, like that, uh, March-April window it was looking like there was Animal Crossing at the back end of March there's Resident Evil on the mm-hmm. third uh, there's Eternal. Final Fantasy around there Doom's there as well and Cyberpunk like it was an absolute minefield of mm-hmm. tentpole games coming out within a three to four week span so it's nice that there's a little bit more room to breathe now and focus on on the beauty that is Resident Evil 3 remake Animal as Crossing. well as Animal Crossing <laughs> Doom Eternal and Final Fantasy 7 uh remake chapter one <laughs> so yeah um dream i th- i think it could be well like justified on your thoughts of baby cyberpunk getting delayed a little bit more maybe they're going to push it back a couple more months to release day one as a next gen uh title as well uh concurrently with current gen with the playstation 5 and the xbox series x which are coming out holiday season so it would be an interesting way to move units where it's like Cyberpunk would look the best it can on these other two platforms. Let's get How it.
0: How long have we been waiting for Cyberpunk? Wasn't there this whole gap where we knew it was happening, but we barely heard anything, and then we got yeah. some yeah. information, and then it kind of got pushed back, and then like it's been like the slowest kind of release of a game, right?
1: Yeah, I'm trying Not to see... Not including the initial announcement because it was way back when like obviously they they had the urls and the domains listed for forever and a day there we go 2012 was when it was initially released and in 2013 january it was uh had a a teaser trailer drop so
0: that's fucking long
1: it's been uh it's been on the back burner for a while
0: Uh, oh well september 17th kids until the next Mm. pushback
1: all right, so let's uh let's shift. I thought we'd uh would have a little look at the uh, best of the decade games, and this comes via way of Metacritic. So uh, this this list below is graded on the scores that they were given, as far as uh, first place rankings from various uh, media outlets across the internet and across the globe. Uh, and uh, I guess we could, I don't think we want to do all twenty. Maybe if we just look at the top ten. Sure. Um, so so coming in 10th, uh, as far as the games of the decade from uh, uh, 2010 to, to the tail end of 2019 there, uh, in 10th we had uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. in 9th Mass Effect 2, in 8th Minecraft, 7 was God of War, which was the 2018 release of God of War, uh, 6 was Grand Theft Auto 5, 5 was Dark Souls, number 4, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, number yeah. three, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, number two, The Last of Us, and the number one game of last decade, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, which had an absolute bucket load of first place votes from all these best of the decade games with 17 first place votes across various outlets. Uh, and then sort of looking at the rest of them, the next highest was the last one had three first place vote so you can see it was pretty unanimous uh, that a game that I still don't think as good as what people say it I, is in the yeah. last uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild taken out top spot are you guys sort of in agreement with where these rankings sit have you got any any ones you want to dispute that should be higher or lower or even a game maybe that didn't make the 10 that could be just on the fringe um there's some interesting games that are on the fringe um i think the one i want to bring to light at number 17 pokemon go um was <laughs> yeah. 17th which um you know get off the list see you later altogether, pokemon go bye
0: I just want to make mention, like, we didn't bring it up because we didn't do top 20, but it seems like Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 made games of the decade. So that's pretty cool,
1: having yeah. two of them in there. Yeah. Yeah, Rockstar, little flex there with three of the top 20 games yeah, or three of the top actually. 15.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Um, I, I'm actually quite surprised that The Last of Us didn't take the uh, top position. But then again, I guess it just makes sense that it was going to be like... Zelda. Because I think mm. maybe Zelda's just more of an accessible game than Last of Us. I'm not the person to be defending that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. But. What about what about you, Dreamo? What what do you think about this list? You think it's it's pretty pretty justified? You think there's some head scratches, whether it be in this top ten or, or some of these other uh numbers on eleven through twenty? What's what's your thoughts?
2: I think this is the most potent syringe of nostalgia. For me, looking at these like these these titles on this list, it reminds me of just how big this decade really was in gaming. Um, to go all the way <laughs> back to like something like Skyrim in 2011, uh, like I remember so much about who I like my life back then, and it was so long ago. Uh, it's just really I don't know. It's just it's an incredible feeling to think about these games. I, I agree with you entirely about Zelda being number one. I don't think that that game um is close to the perfect game that people like to think it is. And I, I think it's very much a knee-jerk reaction to this being a completely different take on a very long running franchise that coincided with the launch of a brand new console, which was a smash. Um I think it's a good game. I just don't think it's like do you remember seeing all the, you know, hundred percents and 10 oh, out of 10s goodness. that it got and you play it and it's like no there's nothing really there's something good here but there's nothing uh, revolutionary here that isn't being done in RPGs or hasn't been done in RPGs elsewhere it just hasn't been done in a Zelda game and so everyone's lost their shit it's a beautiful game though and particularly the art you know the art direction is fantastic uh, just again it's, it's a bit weird to see that at, at number one it's definitely weird for me to see The Last of Us at number two because I don't think it sits that high on this list at all. And, and I know Jono's eye-rolling right now knowing that I've, I've probably only gotten two-thirds of the way through that game. But And it's a good game. It's just not like number two of 10 years of gaming. That's the second. Don't know about that. Skyrim. Like Skyrim was such a world-changing game. Like, if mm. you think about just how much people pulled towards that game, Grand Theft Auto 5 was a world-changing game for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Minecraft was a world-changing game. Literally. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you just got to consider the, the magnitude of just how much of an impact these games have had on, on gaming, and then you got to look at The Last of Us too, and say, was the story really that good, or was it a tired trope of a, a dude and some girl and the unlikely relationship and a father-daughter bond, like the that we've seen a thousand fucking podcast. times in other mediums? Like, come on, where are we? You know?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and a lot of lot of valid points. Like, you, you look at sort of the the first place votes, and. A vast majority of games all through the top 20 have at least got one first place vote. Like seeing games like Fortnite get a vote. near Automata got a vote. Super Mario Galaxy 2 had a vote. Minecraft, first place vote for game of the decade. Mm. Obviously, Grand Theft Auto 5 got one. Dark Souls. So uh, from software, uh, obviously Dark Souls came in at number five and uh, Bloodborne came in that, at number 13. That's another one. Two groundbreaking games, especially Dark Souls for its time. Yeah. Um, obviously their genre not for everybody but mate the uptake on these souls born oriented games has been huge like you're seeing it now with neo and sakero and stuff like that like it's a genre that's embedded now in in mainstream gaming so it's it's cool to see some of these smaller games for its time like a dark souls came out uh from 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 software that were pretty unheralded at the time mm. uh to blow up and, and finish top five nice work Fortnite at 12 like they're, they're worthy of being on the list just due to I guess the the global domination that that game has created It's but it's funny because there's no PUBG on this list yet there's a Pokemon Go on the list and even Doom falling in at, at 20 uh, which is surprising I'd probably chuck a PUBG in maybe at 20 over Doom just off the global hysteria that came uh, when that game was released and this whole battle royale genre that just went boom and pop and Everyone was all about it for for a hot minute there. So, uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see. But, yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild number one, get, get do you reckon, out
2: of here. Do
0: you reckon people, like, when they were told to vote, they said, oh, does Ocarina of Time fit within the decade? And they go, no. They're no. like, oh, fuck it, Breath of the Wild then. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Close it enough. is,
2: Ali. Like, there's a spell that's been cast over the world with, with this game. And mm. I just, I I don't know. It's
0: i enjoyed my time with it granted i haven't even touched the story yet
1: (laughs) you're still just running around starting fires cooking cooking recipes
0: (laughs) exactly i've opened up majority of the map and i still haven't like talked to the princess or (laughs) she's just sitting there holding back the castle, and i'm like fucking apples yeah
1: yeah apples and shrines baby (laughs) I so what would looking at this looking at this list as far as games of the decade what would your number one be
0: Ugh. i'd say skyrim yeah yeah like i like especially when it initially came out like i bought no i didn't buy i got it for christmas or my birthday or whatever but specifically like the xbox was for um xbox 360 xbox 360 yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. was for skyrim it was just for skyrim So, um, and then I bought it again on my PlayStation and then I bought it again on my PC. And I mean, I would have loved to try it in VR. It's pretty good. So, I don't know. I just, I think that one has the biggest impact.
1: I remember the opening the opening scenes of that game where you're just this, this rando that's arrested in the back of that cart and yeah. the dragon comes in and is breathing fire and disrupting this sort of township that you're going through and then you're obviously just unleashed upon this giant snow-capped fantasy world like oh, so good
0: like yeah actually fuck Zelda like everyone was like see that mountain you can climb it you can fucking do that
1: <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah you. you could do that in bloody Elder Scrolls <laughs> prior to that as well yeah <laughs> you know? so oblivion yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the that one. game
0: that game frustrated the hell out of me um the only one that would probably be close maybe grand theft auto because i have actually clocked a lot of time on that one but
2: yeah, yeah. unrelated tough, note for it? grand
1: theft auto 5 it's now available as part of xbox game Pass. i saw this, oh, I saw this. Cool.
2: yeah yeah and
1: tekken 7 just yes came I, saw I saw over. that too i saw that too
2: i was looking at it last night in fact Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. I'd
1: I'd say out of this gen or previous decade, I'd go with The Witcher Three as my number one, just as far as enjoyment, the amount of time I got out of it, the story, the graphics, the combat, everything. Like you know, anything that we've talked about this whole episode, Witcher themed, would be plugged right into The Witcher Three as far as my love levels. So I'd I'd give that game of the
2: decade for for the tens. I would. I would have to. It's very difficult. it is very difficult. I'd have to go in and bat for either Minecraft or or Skyrim. yeah it's it's kind of got to be one of those two because I feel like those were like particularly Minecraft it's hard to imagine a world before Minecraft because it's of how big it's been and it's one of the highest selling games ever. It was the number one in units sold for a very long time. In history, and I just feel like it's it's just such a beautiful game, and it's yeah I don't know it's hard to hard to talk ill of Minecraft as much as you've tried, Brendan. In your oh,
1: I'll I'll talk ill of Minecraft <laughs> right now. I bought a uh, a new world <laughs> just yesterday called Dino Dig, where it's pretty much you're reliving Jurassic Park. You're digging up fossils and you're bringing them back to life and putting them in a big dinosaur park. So digging fossils, great happy days finally found all the bones to complete the t-rex skeleton go to the machine to you know sequence the dna and whatever else and bring this thing to life and it's glitched out halfway through and no matter what i do if i roll back the saves or roll back a backup to several hours prior it's still jammed on there so the one dinosaur that i wanted to bring back to life to like relive my childhood fantasies i can't get uh, without nuking this whole server and going again. So uh, Dino Dig and Minecraft and Mojang, fuck you. <laughs>
0: just go okay. back and play Ark.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the dinosaurs are already there in Ark though. I like the the digging and the building back and all that. It was... Ark
0: was freaky as fuck, man. You're just minding your own business. Next thing you know, a freaking raptor just stomps your ass.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting to go back and look at these lists. That's for sure. Yeah. Pokemon Go shouldn't be on there, but uh, everything else I think is pretty pretty justified. So, wait, did um, you
0: say shouldn't?
1: Pokemon Go shouldn't be on there. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it should. Like maybe maybe from global hysteria point of view, but (sighs) from a from a game,
2: it's a pretty it's it's a pretty impressive game. The games on this list, it's a pretty impressive game. It's like it's being a mobile game. It's it's actually opened up the franchise to. Whole new audiences, like people who had no business playing Pokemon, people who are like 20 years older than all of us play Pokemon Go. Um, it's true.
1: Maybe, maybe I'm just salty that Mass Effect and Andromeda is not on this list. I was going to say,
2: if there Go was is, a game, you know, was... Mass Effect 2 is. If Mass there Effect was a game, 2 is in there. Yeah. No, I said
1: Andromeda as a, as a tongue-in-cheek joke because oh. it was how shitty it was received.
2: how how appalling it was. Is there a game on this list that you guys would like to see on there that isn't? Oh, sorry. Is there a game not on this list that you guys would like to see on there?
1: Close, close um, toss up between Resident Evil Two Remake and Horizon Zero Dawn at the back end of this list for yeah. me. Like, I wouldn't put him in the top ten. I'd put him in the high teens. One of those two games, oh. I think, could be debated to go in there.
2: Ali,
0: yeah, I'm. I'm not majorly a person that plays like crazy mainstream popular games, so I think what's valid is there based on like my own personal opinion then it would be like any eh, would- cooking game but like
2: but what about destiny destiny's not there
0: no i think it's a pretty valid list i mean having an animal crossing would have been pretty cool <laughs> um how many nintendo games are on there one a couple oh well, that's not actually technically not nintendo one
2: yeah mario galaxy odyssey zelda it's three
0: three okay no that's pretty valid then I think I don't know. I personally think that everything's pretty good across the board. I'm maybe surprised Overwatch didn't make a.
2: Nah, are you serious? I
0: mm-hmm. mentioned
2: Overwatch is not revolutionary at all. Is it? I don't know. Sorry, maybe I'm talking out of school here. I just like it. If you look at the numbers Blizzard games get these days, they're not very high comparative to everything else that's going on, in terms of yeah. um purchases and also in terms of viewers on Twitch.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just because they created that whole Overwatch League kind of business as well, and I think that was probably the first time I really saw like it being handled as a sports event. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: By by, outside audiences. I know everyone else is probably yelling at me talking about League of Legends, but it certainly mm. helped
1: to break into the mainstream. That's for sure. Mm. Like in in the Western audience, like obviously LOL and things like that are huge, particularly yeah. through the East. So seeing Overwatch played on like ESPN and things like that was yeah. was something you wouldn't see you wouldn't think you'd, you'd see in this climate. So yeah, but, but
2: they also did like so much to really protect the players who competed in those tournaments by having like rules about, you know, what, what what their salary can and can't be and their sleeping arrangements, all that stuff. Like they actually were the first I think that had really set up some some kind of framework for a healthy business relationship with these players where they're treated like people you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: holy shit
2: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah all right so let's uh let's shift gears into the final segment of this podcast and what we're going to do we're going to uh look into our crystal balls here and take part in a video game draft of upcoming games that are coming out in this current calendar year so we're talking games just released in 2020 and what it's uh going to be based off will be off sort of critical scores so we're using our fantasy critic dot uh, games and what they do is they correlate all the data through metacritic and provide scores of these games based off real world data and then come end of the year it'll give us a total overall score based off the six games we've selected today and then obviously who, whoever scores the highest wins the inaugural 8 bit invitational as far as video game drafting goes it's a snake style draft so what that means is uh, Saleem the Dream is going to be picking first. I'm second. And then Miss Ellie Hart is third. And because it's Snake, she picks three and four. Then I pick five. Dream picks six and seven, so on and so forth from there. And uh with, once these games are selected as well, uh, no one else can pick them. So say say Saleem the Dream picks The Last of Us Part 2, it cannot also appear on mine or Ali's list. And at uh, the very end, I'm pretty sure I've got it set up where we can also have one last game where we can pick a game off um our respective competitors lists where we think it will underperform so we can pick a game that we think will do the worst of that list to give us some bonus points come year-end recap so uh, without further ado let's kick off the 8-bit invitational video game tournament for 2020 so so maybe sort of i think we probably should step step the listeners through our thought process when we are picking these games we don't have to sort of dive to a massive granular level but just give us some feedback on why you picked title x y
2: at the position you did yeah sure well uh i love going first that's pretty cool and my publisher poopoo holdings proprietary limited what we value is hype and uh i don't think there's a game more hyped this year than cyberpunk so that will be my number one pick oh solid pick solid pick In agreement, Pupu Kaka
1: seems like they are very forward-thinking and uh, going with the the people's vote and the hype and anything attached to Keanu Reeves obviously generates some positive glow. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So uh, Harvest the Storm, Uh, my publisher is up next for the second overall pick and I will draft my game right now. And I am going to go with, I feel, a pretty safe bet here and take The Last of Us Part 2 at second overall on this pick, on this list, because obviously we saw it just get second overall as far as top 10 games of the decade, last decade. So let's see if it can get up there again for 2020. All right, Ali.
0: So, with the two major <laughs> <laughs> games... I, I was just thinking that. that. <laughs> with the two
2: biggest games of the year <laughs> biggest snatched Biggest games up. of the year
0: being fucking taken away from me Um, I'm just going to go with my heart and uh, pick Animal Crossing New Horizons. Who's going to hate a game about cute little animals? I mean seriously Um, And Nintendo games
1: can be reviewed pretty well as well. Exactly
0: like it's pretty pretty safe to you know pick on that one so um, here at Anime TT Games um, we are going to go with Animal Crossing as our Mm -hmm. first pick and because we're snaking it up I get a second pick um can i give you can i yeah,
2: give you one i might,
0: I might do you, why to
2: think about <laughs> just to think about because i know if you don't go it now brendan will go it
0: oh uh, see i'm not cruel hearted that way i know oh. what you're probably <sighs> thinking <laughs> i did look at it i did look at it but i'm gonna go for like reviews and i think it could do well so i'm as you would with animal crossing next i'm going to go with doom eternal <laughs>
1: Mm, solid, wow. solid, sure. You know, heart, hearty and wholesome.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. People like the game. People
1: All right, Michael. so harvest the storm back up again after the turn. And it's interesting because uh, my heart is telling me Resident Evil Three should be picked here, and I know that was what Dream was sort of hinting at. Was <laughs> it? No, His heart no, no. Take. no and wasn't. I know if I don't
2: oh, take really? it, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't RE Three. Okay. Do you think RE Three is actually going to do well, Metacritic?
0: I just went yeah. by what your standard was, Sam, which was, um, you Play know, dirty, pillage people's, like, you know, yeah. heartstrings and just...
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, with the heart vote here and um, I'm going to grab Resident Evil 3 here for my second, second pick. So uh, I've got a very heavy zombie-oriented uh, draft going on at the moment,
2: <laughs> but uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Marvel's Avengers was the game I thought you were going to pick because I feel like that can't be a bad game. It just—it just, it just kind of has to be a good game for all the time and effort they put into it. It was the major showcase um, for E3 last year for one of them. Like it's—it's it's like it was their, you know, creme de la oh. creme. So I feel like with that in mind, I'm gonna have to take that up. And sorry, this is gonna take me a moment because I've got to do both. All right. Ah. Uh, do I want to do it? I fucking hate the Avengers. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. I've done it. It's done. Marvel's Avengers. Lock it in. Now, to take things down a slightly different path, um, a game that maybe isn't on your radar, but a game that I think will absolutely dominate in terms of um, people who love it and it being a good game, is the new Ori game. Ori and the World um, of the Wisps. Solid. Solid pick. Yeah. Hype factor of 88.8 8 according to this uh, fantastic game thingy midui you were doing here. Pupu Kaka Holdings set to make some serious profit in 2020, people.
1: You've got some three very diverse titles there. So you've got Cyberpunk 2077, you've got Marvel's Avengers, and then you've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps as your first three picks. Mm-hmm. Solid picks, I think. Solid picks. Thank you very much. Um, so if I just pull up my draft list and yeah, check out the top available games... Uh, they're saying Final Fantasy VII Remake is uh, at the top of the pops with a hype factor
2: of <laughs> 95.7. Let me give you every uh, reason why. But I'm not why. buying into this. Yeah, don't buy into that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take uh, the second game off, uh, off this list as far as hype level at 90.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take the PlayStation 4 exclusive Ghost of Tsushima for my yeah. third pick in the inaugural 8-bit Invitational Draft. Okay, interesting,
0: interesting. Oh. Actually, I have a question. What if our game gets pushed back?
2: <laughs> you lose. Toots.
0: What it if it doesn't make the 2020 deadline? You can't have
2: a Metacritic <laughs> score um, I don't if know it's how not it released works. in Metacritic 2020. A bit of a
0: mulligan?
2: <laughs> you get a mulligan.
0: I guess, oh, I guess it's a zero then, isn't it?
2: You can't mulligan. So there is some
1: risk. There is some risk there, that's for sure.
0: Okay. Um, let me have a look. Let me have a look.
1: So you've got the you've got the snake turn again. So you got the uh, the back to back picks here. So you can start rounding out that roster rather nicely. Yeah. What's going to complement Animal Crossing: New Horizons and Doom Eternal?
0: And Do- and Doom Eternal. Uh, let's see, because like I feel like there's still some things here that like we're kind of missing that could be like really, really, really popular. Um, I- I'm going to go with it. I've actually never played one of these games, and I actually think it's risky because I think it might not. There still is a chance that it might not actually make it, but it's got a fan base that love it. So it's been a while. So I'm gonna go with Halo Infinite.
2: Oh, oh that is solid. Yeah, it's fair. a solid pick. Fair cool. Yeah.
0: See how I go with that one. And as I get to I have another pick. Man, like some of these games I just don't think Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go with this one. It's it's a bit risky, but I'm still going to go with it. Um, I'm also going to go with Watch Dogs Legion. It
1: yeah yeah was
0: received pretty well. It was received pretty well. It'll either be great or terrible.
1: <laughs> I, I really liked um, the previous Watch Dogs, and uh, Legion yeah. looks like it's more of that crazy, over-the-top hack and fun, and the fact you can control all these different characters now. Um, yeah. The fact that they don't really have a firm release date is a little bit scary. Like it has been yeah. pushed back to beyond April, but I think it'll drop this year. So I think that's a that's a safe bet.
0: Yeah, if not, then yeah. gotta be in it to win it.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, so my pick, second pick of the fourth round. It's uh, it's getting interesting because it's we've gone very top heavy. Some of the games uh, slated for this year: Elden Ring, uh, Half Life Alex, which is the next Half Life game, but it's on VR, so it could be a bit of a risk there. Like everyone loves Half Life, everyone goes mad for Half Life. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Final Fantasy VII still sitting at the top there. Bayonetta 3. Uh, I don't think um, Hellblade 2 is going to come out this year, so I'm going to steer clear of that, even though I think it's a good choice. I'm uh, just sort of digging through the hype factors uh, to see what's going on here. Obviously, we've got a new Assassin's Creed that should uh, potentially come out the back end of this year. You know but I- the,
2: hype, like the hype changes over throughout the year, right? that's true yeah, yeah. So you can't, yeah you can't but it's has got obviously
1: that. final scores are going to come along by um the, the critic scores so i'm going to go with neo 2 first neo playstation 4 exclusive uh, in that soulsborne genre uh very well received uh highly reviewed so i'm going to go with neo 2 so i've got like two samurai related games and two zombie related games here so i'm very narrow-minded in my thoughts here not by choice uh, just by by chance so dreamo got the turn what are you doing here oh, Shit. the back end of four and the start of round five
2: I've got some I've got some I've got some money ball picks here I think uh, <laughs> in terms of in terms of what I'm going with I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to R'ing between a few different games there's a lot of like sequels coming out this year which um, sorry I'm, 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 I'm going through all of my, my information here um, there's a lot of sequels coming out this year, and I do believe that that, you know, you could you could probably figure out a good title to pick based off of that. You know what? God damn it! Uh, for all the reasons I told you not to pick it, I'm gonna pick it. Final Fantasy VII. I can't betray my people. Fair. The game has I a think, think lot of a hype, pick. and I think you know, I don't know. We'll find out pretty soon. I feel like I'm gonna get absolutely wizard here um by this selection, but I will pick it. And then just as a a money poor pick, I'm going between either Psychonauts 2 or Lego Star Wars. Believe it or not. I can't no, I can't do that. I can't do either of those things. Um I'm going with Yakuza 7. Cause uh, okay. I remember listening to Reset podcast Way back when, Gush over Yakuza 6. So, Yakuza 6, Yakuza, whatever it is. I feel like it has a dedicated listed, or fan base, you know, player base. So, Yakuza 7. Yakuza. Fair. Fair call. Fair call. And go. Yeah. I'm happy with my list, guys. I feel like I've stolen a lot.
1: It's very interesting. Ooh, I'm going to go. I don't know if they've got a fixed release date to it yet, but I'm gonna go Baldur's Gate 3.
0: Ooh. Yeah,
2: that, that'll get a lot of nerds hot under yeah. the collar. It's, it's
1: gonna tickle a lot of nerd pickles. So uh Baldur's Gate 3, I think it'll review pretty well. What was the the previous Baldur's? Previous Baldur's got 95. So, um, yeah, let's let's get amongst it. <laughs> let's
0: get amongst it. Um hmm. See, we're getting to a stage now, there's a lot of like risky ones where I'm seriously thinking, I'm like, it could be a good game, but we've got some TBAs in there, we've got some non confirmed dates, we could get pushback and everything like that. But there is there's one that I know that will get like good ratings, guaranteed. So I'm just going to take the risk on it, and we're going to go with Hello Knight Silksong.
1: Hold on, everyone, that's, that's fair.
0: Everyone really liked those Hello Knight games, so I just don't think they're going to really get too much of a negative press the risk is is that they're still sitting on TBA for a (laughs) really shout out (laughs) to (laughs) Team Cherry so so I'm running the risk I'm I'm gambling with time and um, poor um, game developer like crunch time so and and Hollow
1: Knight it it just blew up that game like it's done so well for itself it's it's really good to see these sort of Aussie indies make something and and become something on a global platform and, and Hollow Knight was certainly that obviously now we've got sort of Untitled Goose Game as the next uh, great Aussie classic but uh I think Silksong could be something special
0: yeah and I'm gonna select this specific one it's kind of indie and I'm not like it, the high factor is actually pretty low on it but I actually really enjoyed the concept of it so I'm actually going to choose a game called 12 minutes oh I'm
2: looking at that know. right now oh Damn.
0: I've actually been like keen to wait for this game because I love the concept of this game. So. I,
2: I reckon you're on a hit there. I really do. I yeah. was going to pick that next. Oh,
0: oh <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, does anyone even know what this game is? Like, I like so, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad. I'm right there yeah,
1: It was only announced at last E3, too, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, it was well, E3 last year. They,
0: they actually had their game kind of just like showed off on kind of funny. They kind oh, of gave them a right. platform to do a demo yep. on it. So, um, but yeah, it's good to see that they've been on a bigger and bigger scale so people can see it.
1: Sneaky, sneaky pick. I like that. I like that very much. I'm just sort of skimming through the, uh, the top available games here over at fantasycritic.games and it's not a huge amount jumping out at me. Like I'm thinking a couple of dart throws could be a smart way to go as well. Mm. Or do I play it safe and just go the next call of duty? Cause obviously we know that's going to come out this year. Uh, Will it be good? No. Maybe, but uh, it'll review okay. Beyond Good and Evil 2 was one I was thinking about, but there's still no firm date on that for Mm. this year as well. Um, I'm deep in the hype factor here right now. I'm in in the very low end. (laughs) I'm going to go with the game that was announced at E3 recently. It was Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Remember that
0: one? Yeah, I do, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there's no... There's no fixed release date on it yet, but I thought it looked really cool. The lady that was up there presenting it was absolutely adorable. It was the first time up on stage. She's, funnily enough, since left this, uh, this yeah. game, so I don't know what she's up to now. But um, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo is
2: my pick here. Shit, people. Shit. I have no idea what I'm going to pick. I'm actually going to have to... I'm actually just going to have to wing it. As, even though I've Gosh, been I've been winging it this whole time <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what winging it looks like people Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 <laughs>
0: <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's pretty keen
2: that is quite the dart throw. I'm not I'm not going for that there's not I oh, I don't know where the devs up to on that does anyone? is anyone? If I if I asked you for your honest answer and you said do you think it is or isn't coming out this year, what would you tell me?
0: Not this year. <laughs> yeah. It can't. I do not believe in miracles.
1: I I could see it coming out at, at, in holiday of this year with like a with this new more powerful switch. So I, I could see it. I could see it. Holiday
2: season. You're full of shit, Brendan. Mm, I can you see, it in, so. no, no, I'm with see you. it in your eyes. I can see it in your eyes. Um it's been nearly 3 years since
1: Breath of the Wild came out so it makes sense. Oh
2: shit. Ah uh, shit shit shit. I'm going to go Elden Ring. Oh yeah. Because yeah. uh who doesn't love a bit of Guillermo? Guillermo del Toro. And um no, it's R.R. Martin, isn't it? So George. R. R. I'm about R. Martin. to say it's George. Yeah. It's George R.R. R. Martin. Who doesn't so doesn't a, a chance of...
1: this game will never come out.
2: Who doesn't love George R.R. Martin? Ha uh-huh. I can't pick another one Whose turn is it? It's Apparently uh, it's my turn Yeah it's your turn
1: So so what happens now Is I think this is where You pick the game From our respective lists That you think Will underperform the tank. And then under-perform. you'll be Based off points from. So our lowest ranking game You think off our lists You pick that And you'll be uh, Like we'll all be scored Accordingly from there
0: Okay So Oh good Thank god it has a drop down menu So I'm picking What I think is Not gonna do well I think it's gonna be shit
1: yeah, that's out of both our. Li- I think you only get one shot at it, but you can pick one off, off my list or one off the dreams list.
0: Wait, is it going on my list?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I want one that's going to do good, aren't I?
1: No, you want one that's going to do bad because if you land on the game that's done the worst off his list, you get you get the points. It's it's that's off
2: our of our list. lists that you pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Um. So one that I think is going to do bad. I don't think it's going to do well. I just really don't. So I'm gonna marvel's avengers
1: okay so that's your counter pick marvel's yeah well
0: people when people saw it like there was like a few demos of it people were saying that it wasn't that great
2: well hold on you played it brendan i did i enjoyed it it was fun you know what i'm back you know what i'm banking on ali let me tell you what i was banking on with marvel's avengers there are so many dum-dums out there you know what i mean and
0: yeah, I get what you mean.
2: No, I just I just think that it has such a huge following and often that does translate to inflated scores, as we talked about earlier with Legend of Zelda. Like, it's it's hard to think that this game won't be sold like across the world like hotcakes, you know what I mean? And so, and they know that. And I, I, I do, in spite of like all of my criticisms, anything that Marvel's put its name to in the last decade has been pretty successful. And Metacritic scores, you know. What
0: was that last Avengers game that came out that was really bad? Not Are you talking really
2: bad. About um, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance.
0: Yeah.
2: Ultimate Alliance is yeah, a that good was... series, though.
0: It was the one where everyone kind of got bored with it. It had yeah. played four characters and stuff me like that. Included, I, even yeah. I played it, and I thought it was not great. Uh, it got repetitive. You
2: convinced me. I'm going to pick Marvel Alliance. Marvel.
1: Games. My my counter pick. It's it's tough because we've got some pretty good games that I think we'll all review pretty well, uh, and especially between you two uh, lists here. I thought about doing the troll and going Final Fantasy VII Remake as my vote, just off the back of um, That's a good my peak, experience mate. with
2: Final Fantasy Fifteen. That's a, it's not a bad idea if you really wanted yeah. to go for one.
1: Because I'm I'm tossing up between either Watch Dogs Legion or Final Fantasy VII Remake because. 12 minutes looks good. Animal Crossing I think will be fine. Doom's going to be great. Elden Ring's from from Software, so it'll be good. Hollow Knight will be good. Halo will be good. Ori will be safe and stable as well. I'm, I'm just going to do the, the YOLO boom or bust play here and I'm going to go with Final Fantasy VII Remake as my oh. counter pick as the potential poo-poo game.
2: So, here's the thing, right, about Final Fantasy VII Remake that maybe both of you are unaware there's actually been so much shown and played of this game already the people have a really solid feeling uh about it and it's it's got the blueprint of the original game just in terms of story beats to hit so as long as it does that i think it's going to be okay i think technically like in terms of gameplay in terms of the you know core mechanics and, and, and I think it'll be fine as well because they're pretty good at progression systems it's a JRPG in spite of like the story issues with 15 7 like the gameplay was fantastic in 15 so I think 7 will be okay which is why uh, and but you know and also a big fuck you to both of you for picking games on my list um, <laughs> shows like the level of faith and confidence you have in me so how do I do this? I liked
1: your list. Yeah, it was we... very tough because I think we've picked some pretty decent games that we'll all review pretty well, I'd say. They're all pretty safe, I think, as far as... They're all going to be
2: maybe 70 and above mm. on
1: the Metacritics, I think.
0: If they come out. <laughs>
2: That's true. It is It is tough. You're right. I f- it's tough. Yeah. I Look, I think Watch Dogs Legion is... is possibly the most mhm mhm like the most uncertain well, no you know what i agree with you neo 2 it's got to be neo 2 right well watch
1: dogs 2 got 82 on metacritic and watch dogs 1 got 80 so you know
2: they they're pretty safe bets
1: neo got 88
2: yeah you know what you make a good you make a good point there brendan so how does, all right, explain to me how this works. If I, if I pick a counter pick and it does well, I get no bonus points. Does it have to do the worst out of everything or?
1: Yeah, we, we feel it's gonna be the worst performing game off our respective lists. So um, you feel this is gonna do the worst out of, out of all of the games we've picked. And if it falls middle of the pack, I guess you'll get middle of the pack points. If it does right. fall at the bottom, yeah, you're you, gonna be the king.
2: Can I just tell you the realization I just had people Everywhere. What? Uh, I'm not even fucking here at the end of the year to check the scores. So, John Peck out there, I'm picking Last of Us 2 to review the worst out of all of these games. What? There you go. That's my counter pick, The Last of Us 2.
1: I was going to make you come back to it for doing it. will. no, no, no. no. So I'll absolutely come back.
2: I'll absolutely come back <laughs> to regret that decision. Well, that's it. But just like out of, like, I don't know, some kind of rage that just built up inside of me <laughs> for no reason the last of us too can't take it all that seriously yeah. yeah cool
1: all right dreamo did you want to give us a recap of your uh, your team that you've just drafted
2: mate poo poo holdings proprietary limited has been uh has decided to back cyberpunk 2077 marvel's avengers ori and the will of the wisps final fantasy 7 remake yakuza like a dragon elden ring and as a counter a big middle finger to the last of us two
1: we're gonna miss them hot takes for the year mm-hmm. so uh, harvest the storm have drafted the last of us part two dreams counterpick resident evil 3 ghost of tsushima neo 2 baldur's gate 3 Ghostwire tokyo and my counterpick Sleem the dreams drafted player final fantasy 7 remake
0: and over here at Anime TT Games, um, <laughs> we have got Animal Crossing, New Horizon, and <laughs> we're a serious company, Doom Eternal, Halo Infinite, Watch Dogs Legion, Halo Knight, Silt Song, Twelve Minutes, and my counterpick is Celine's Marvel's Avengers. So I
1: like that <laughs> we've all got a games.
2: counterpick each. I think what I like the most is that we will we will discover pretty quickly how Final Fantasy does. Marvel, we're waiting now till what later this year. Yep. Yeah. Fuck. All right. But at least we'll. We've know got how a few
1: p- games like Miss Hearts. Two got of two, mine are, two, yeah. two that are coming out in a few months. I've got a couple that are coming out in the next few months. Dreams got one at this stage, but yeah, we'll we'll see how this unfolds pretty quickly as far as Q1 into Q2.
0: It says that um you can follow it, so I don't know if like people out there want to be able to see if they can actually follow our drafts.
1: Yeah, there is... Um, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes as far as where they can they can watch and see uh, how these teams stack up and, and, yeah, this will be sort of fluid and, and change as these reviews come in. So, be curious to see when we uh, revisit this at the back end of the year, which uh, which team reigns supreme. Hmm. But, yeah, that is, has that is pretty much been episode 178 of the Hunger Gamers podcast. Dreamo, the floor is yours.
2: The floor is mine. Well, um... Uh, it has been a hell of a lot of fun and one heck of a journey and a great little thing, great little decision, I think, that we, we made in 20, the back of 2015 and early 2016 to start doing this. I guess I would like to, you can clearly see I've prepared this well. Thank you to everyone who's listened the whole way through. Um, or even part of the way through or whatever anyone who's ever picked up an episode and and really again like I really thought that this would just uh, go into the void and not be heard by anyone just because I'm a pessimist and then like really quickly we kind of discovered that wasn't the case and that was like really lovely so thank you and thank you to everyone who's gotten on board with all the nonsense over the years Festivus GIF not GIF just Uh, all that stuff like fuck the last of us Two, no man's or the last of us sorry no man's sky game of the year every year like all that stuff so thank you everyone who took it seriously and didn't take it seriously all of you really really appreciate it a huge shout out to the extended 8-bit family which i feel like brendan it's one of your greatest accomplishments in bringing all of these people together you put a lot of time and effort into finding you know great people and people who have a similar vision and, and it's been really beautiful to, to watch 8-bit grow um, from just being this idea that you had back in 2013 or 14 I want to say and, and, and into something that, that is now tangible and real and recognized and it's it's really like I feel really proud of you seeing that. Um, and and happy for, for you and, and also happy for everyone who's become part of it as well. And one thing I won't miss is the social media stuff. Um, you know, I <laughs> never really got on board with that. It is what it is. Can't, can't ask a, a zebra to change its stripes. Yeah, and then I guess, uh, finally, thank you to... To both of you, and, and also to Reese Kirby, who started this podcast with us as well way back then and, and was a big part of this show for a while. I love you guys. I love you and you guys. Like, I love you both so much. And as late as I am every week, um, in spite of the fact that my bed is literally just behind me and I just have to roll out, um, in spite of the fact that I show up more often than not naked or nude in, in some variety. And um, I fly off the handle and I say a lot of dumb shit that I regret almost immediately. Um, I'm terrified of like a scissor reel of all the horrible things I've said about streamers over the last four years. Uh, It keeps me up at night and makes me wonder about whether or not they were good ideas. And I feel like one day I'll have to issue a statement about like (laughs) how I feel about these people. No, I'm just joking, of course. And also... Yeah, I like it's of all that you guys have actually really been super lovely and supportive and fantastic to work with. And it shocks me that you you even still wanted to enter it into another year with me. Um, I love you both dearly. It saddens me that we're not still doing it in the same room anymore. But at the same time, again, this is just like life and growth. And yeah. Um, So a big thank you to you guys as well. And I love you both. And I'll be listening every week. And I'll be taking notes. And I'll be sending you those notes uh uh with love as always
1: miss hard anything you want to want to add
0: i just i i can't fight with the boss so i don't know who i'm gonna bicker with i don't know who's gonna be (laughs) the you know the yang to my ying there's gonna be a complete imbalance in the force so um i'm gonna miss you so um yeah but i Want you to be happy and healthy, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank so. you. Fuck Tekken.
2: I'll be happy. <laughs> I love Tekken. It's the best. You'll never, you'll never make me feel bad about it.
1: Yeah. No, that was uh, that's that's an ongoing theme. We'll certainly miss miss the the regular Tekken updates or the the Hearthstone. Is he in? Is he out? And uh, <laughs> is he back on <laughs> WoW? Where is he Moking this morning? Dogs. What was he up to last night? What color pair of underwear is he going to wear today? It's, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be those little things that uh, I guess we take for granted or have taken for granted at the time that uh, are going to be the hardest to replace. I don't know if either of us are going to start rocking up shirtless or just in our jocks, but uh, who knows? New Year's Um, resolutions—we still got time to lay some down. But uh, no, it's 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 been really good, and um, I I know Dane specifically wanted to to say, Dreamo, are you ever going to bring back the Naruto slash Dragon Ball Z run, or will it remain forever on hiatus? Don't let them <laughs> hashtag run properly, mate. Haters get you down. So he wants to know, is it going to come back? Can we see some footage uh, over over the social media in in any regard this year of you doing this Naruto run from uh, you know sort of flashback to your past there
2: uh dane i'll, I'll do it for you for all my years Kamehameha and rasen gunning um all the nerds I'll, uh, I'll do a naruto run for you my friend
1: but um no yeah you, your sort of impact on on this show and 8-bit and us like outside of all this cannot be cannot be sort of understated man like you know i've loved you and known you well before all this and mm. And we've, we've lived some lives over the last decade or so. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a hell of a ride. And, and I feel I feel we'll get you back on here eventually in, in some form, whether it be just a, a random yearly guest appearance where you just rock up in a mankini and bodily hair everywhere, um, you know, for, for people to see or imagine or cringe or shudder or stiffen, whatever it might be, depending on who's listening. Stiffen, but, um, always stiffen. <laughs> But man, it's 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 been an absolute pleasure to be to be riding uh co-saddle with you and with Ali and with with Kerbo over these last four years mm. and uh you're gonna be sorely missed, brother. That's for damn sure.
2: I will miss it and I will miss you guys. But again, I'm 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 very, very happy happy that it's not that that it is in this kind of circumstances situation and that, and that you guys will So keep the candle burning and um, no doubt find someone, I don't know where, but you'll find someone out there who will do a fantastic job with it and uh, only elevate everything you guys are doing. And I, I look forward to listening to The Hungry Gamers in the future. It's,
1: it's going to be a, a long thought out calculated process because we certainly cannot replace that nudity and that sass and that anger and that tardiness easily uh, to, to find that combination of traits in a single person is... Uh, Nah impossible so we're going to actually rotate guest hosts every few weeks for the foreseeable future and then in between that myself and Ali are just going to smash these episodes out and uh, we might revert to a flat management structure so we can back and forth and bicker and and get the gloves on to uh to sort of fight on in the dream's memory so uh (laughs) yeah next week it's just going to be ali and i but the week after we might have the first of many guest hosts appearing on the hungry gamers to try and fill those naked shoes that uh you so eloquently brought to the podcast for many a moon now dreamo but uh
2: yeah anything you want to say before we close this down my friend uh congratulations to our lovely friends and and part of the family Jono. And uh, Hannah on the birth of their son Micah over the break. Um, yes,
1: yes, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, he's a bouncing baby boy. It seems uh like a chip right off the old block. He's he's a handsome little fellow, and uh, sadly he's already wearing Jordans. Get him out of them. Get him into some <laughs> Max nineties or something. O. get it right, mate. But um, no. Shout out to to O and Hannah for that, and also shout out to Brent and Alyssa Dreamo who just uh welcomed the birth oh. of their son oh, yesterday. Jeez.
2: Really? Yes. Oh yes, my God. Yes. Yes. Oh, we've got to talk. Yeah, Ellison, all right. All right. We're going to wrap this Ellison up. Fox. We've got a lot to talk about. Congratulations.
1: Let's let's close this down. Uh, Hungry Games will be back again next week. Myself and Miss Ally Hart for episode one seventy nine. But yeah, this has been the last episode with the Holy Trinity here. Dreamo, sadly, you're dead to us now. But uh, Highlander <laughs> rules. There can be only two. <laughs>
2: I wrote those bylaws. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. right. April Nation. Much love. Stay hungry.